Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week we begin a new series called Hindsight. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message from Pastor Stephen Robles. Well, hello and welcome to the Crossing Church. Can you keep that applause going as we welcome our South Shore campus with Pastor Hector, our Plant City campus with Pastor Michael, and everyone watching online. We're so glad you joined us this weekend. We're so glad you're here. Wow, what an awesome, awesome crowd here at the Tampa campus as well. Well, I'm excited to tell you that our lead pastor, Pastor Greg, will be back next weekend preaching the word. Would you show him your love? Amen. And not only that, if you missed it, you know, 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people, but God actually did incredible things, both because of your faithful giving and working through the Crossing Church. And Pastor Greg recorded a video talking about all that God did in 2020. So I encourage you, go to the website, wearecrossing.com slash 2020, and just look at that. If you need to increase your faith or you need to want to celebrate something from 2020, there's lots of reasons there. And so one more time, would you appreciate Pastor Greg, Pastor Tam, our lead pastors? We love you. Can't wait to see you back here soon. Well, now, if you would pray with me, let's open today's service. Heavenly Father, we worship you. You brought us through 2020, and now we're here. And God, we've spent this first weekend of the year, we just want to worship you. We want to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, for only you deserve it. God, we pray that you speak to us today, to everyone watching online at our campuses. We pray that your presence is felt and your word is heard. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we made it. We made it to 2021. And, you know, we're all hoping 2021 is going to be better than last year. I think 2020 set a pretty low bar, so I think we're safe to say it's going to be better. But, you know, as I was thinking, what were the reasons we made it through 2020? You know, I think, number one, obviously, God is faithful. Amen? And number two, hopefully you had close family and friends or a community that you could be with to help you through 2020. But I think a close number three are Internet memes. I think Internet memes helped us all in our mental health this past year. Giving us a laugh. So I want to share a few since I think that's what got us a lot through. This first one, maybe some of you feel like this, and you think 2020, I don't even want to read about it in history books. I don't want to hear about it. Just give me that 2021, right? Or maybe you felt like Frodo Baggins when he reached Mount Mordor, finally dropping the ring in on January 1st, 2021, and you said, that's it, it's over. That's not him, but it's all right. You guys know what I'm talking about. You felt like I made it. Or maybe you feel like, all right, thank God we made it to 2021. This year will be better. But, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's laughing in the corner, thinking 2021, just wait and see, you know. (laughs) But how can we be optimistic about a new year after a year like 2020? You know, we're still living amidst a pandemic. There's still results of the election that are pending. And we're probably expecting some curveballs. You know, after a year like 2020, we might be expecting that unexpected things might happen. So how do we look back at a year like 2020 but look forward in hope in a year like 2021. And so we're starting this year and this month with a series called Hindsight 2020. And obviously, it's a play on words. But what does that mean? You know, when you go to the optometrist, you go to the eye doctor, if you have perfect vision, they say you have 2020 vision. And obviously, none of us knew exactly what was going to happen in 2020. But hindsight is 2020. And what does that mean? It means when we look back at our life, we look back at decisions we had made, obviously it's easy to Monday morning quarterback it. Obviously it's easy to look back and say, well, obviously I should have done this. Obviously I should have stored up toilet paper January 2020. (laughs) Obviously. So hindsight is 2020. 
because we would ideally know what to do. If it was 10 or 20 years ago, hindsight, I would have invested in Bitcoin or Apple, one of those people. But how do we look forward not knowing what's coming, not knowing what 2021 will bring, and how can we be hopeful? How do we move forward? Do we hope for the best, risking that our hopes would be dashed on the rocks? Or do we assume the worst is going to happen so we're not going to be disappointed? There's this movie called Clockwise, and the actor John Cleese, he says this line. I think it's so interesting. He says, it's not the despair. I can take the despair. It's the hope I can't stand. It's the hope I can't stand. Isn't that interesting? What does he mean by that? He means, you know, if I know it's going to be sad and I know it's, bad things are going to happen, I can handle it. I can expect it. It's when I hope for things to be better and they don't turn out that way, that's what really hurts. It really hurts when I'm hoping for something good to happen and it doesn't happen. There's another saying in football, not the American kind, what football is everywhere else in the world, soccer, right? <laughs> in football around the world, there's a saying saying, it's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that kills you. You see, if you expect your sports team to lose every single game, well, every win is a pleasant surprise. But it's when you want them to win every time, when you hope that they're going to win the game every time, that disappointment comes every time they lose. And so sometimes we might even fall into that. We would assume that I should hope or expect the worst. This way I'm not disappointed. Let me just enter 2021. Let me just tiptoe in. Let me just peek into that door, maybe expecting bad things to happen so I can be pleasantly surprised. And we almost reason that that's a better way to think. The problem is God does not call us to live that way. God does not call us to expect the worst. He expects us to hope for the best. Because we're not putting our hope in something of this world. We're not putting our hope in even other people or our job or our income or what's going to happen in the news. We're putting our hope in God. Amen. Amen. You see, Psalms chapter 42, verse 11, King David He says this, why am I so depressed? Why this turmoil within me? No, I need to put your hope in God. Put your hope in God and I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. You see, that's the key. As we go into this next year, the key is to not put our hope in things we see, but to put our hope in God who is faithful. You see, the issue is living hopelessly leads to hopelessness. If we live hopelessly, it will lead to hopelessness. And that might sound like the same thing. But if we live our lives constantly expecting the worst, never wanting to be disappointed, it will lead to hopelessness, a state of depression, sadness, even anxiety. And so that is why we are not called to live that way. So what I have for you this morning, I have three points on how do we move forward in hope. How can we come out of a year like 2020 and head into a new year, not expecting the worst, but placing our hope in God? If you have our Bibles with you or your electronic devices, if you could go to that Bible app, and we're going to be looking at one story today. It's from the Old Testament. It's in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4, we read about someone called the Shunammite woman. We don't even know her name, but this is her story, and it's incredible. 2 Kings chapter 4. And we start in verse 8. And as you turn there, if you're also taking notes, and I encourage you to do, here's the first point. We need to default to hope. Our default needs to be hope. 
So here's 2 Kings chapter 4, starting in verse 8. It says, One day Elisha, the great prophet, went to Shunem. A prominent woman who lived there persuaded him to eat some food. So whenever he passed by, he stopped there to eat at her house. Then she said to her husband, I know that the one who often passes by here is a holy man of God. So let's make a small room upstairs and put a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp there for him. And whenever he comes, he can stay there. So this woman in Shunem knows Elisha, the man of God, comes by regularly, and she says, you know what? I'm going to make my house a bed and breakfast. Come on, somebody. She said, I want the man of God to stay here every time he passes by, and so we're going to prepare a place for him. Now, this isn't the message, but I want to give a side note. Hospitality and kindness are gifts from God. And you might have experienced kindness and hospitality from someone in 2020, or maybe you had the opportunity to give those things to someone. And I encourage you, this year, if you didn't, find opportunities to show kindness and hospitality. Because I believe if you do, God can work a miracle in your life through it. And that's actually what happened to the Shunammite woman. Be kind. Go that extra mile. So Elisha saw that the Shunammite woman prepared this place for him. So every time he passed in that town, he stayed there. So let's go down to verse 14 in 2 Kings chapter 4, and it says this. So he asked the Elisha, what should be done for her? And Gehazi, Elisha's servant, answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. So call her, said Elisha. Now, Elisha wasn't about to get her a younger husband. Amen. That's not, he's not doing that thing. But she has no son, so he can do a miracle there. And so Elisha calls her. And we go down to verse 15. So Gehazi called her. She stood in the doorway. And Elisha said, at this time next year, you will have a son in your arms. But watch what she says. She said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not deceive your servant. Isn't that interesting? A man of God, Elisha the prophet, who has worked miracles and wonders, who was with Elijah for many years before, whose name is probably well known in the region, he tells this woman, you're going to have a son. And what is her reaction? No, don't promise me that. Don't tell me that. Why? Her default was pessimism and skepticism. She said, don't get my hopes up. I can't take it. I can't hope for this thing and it not happen. So her reaction is, no, my Lord, do not deceive your servant. I can't bear the thought of it not happening. We need to be careful. We don't default to cynicism and reject a promise of God. You see, you could be in a place where God says, I'm going to do this thing. I have this thing for you. And you say, no, God. I don't want to get my hopes up. We need to be careful we don't enter in 2021 with that mentality. So I'm going to share an illustration from my college days when I was dating my wife. And I want to preface by saying I cleared it with her first, amen? (laughs) I told her I was going to use this illustration. When we were in college, she was the better student. She studied hard. She read the books. She knew what the syllabus was for. I didn't even know. And whenever she would take a test, she would always study so hard for those tests, she would take it, and I would ask her, how do you think you did? How'd you do? And without fail, she would say, terrible. I failed that test. Failed it. said, okay. And when she would get the result, guess what she got? A. Literally every time, right? So much so, she actually graduated with a 4.0. Amen. Yes, she did. She got an A literally on every test. 
And that's a simple example, but we tell ourselves that sometimes, like, let me just believe this is going to happen. I'm going to fail it. So this way, if anything better happens, that'll be exciting. That'll be better. Then I could be happy. But God doesn't call us to live that way. And so even despite the Shunammite woman's reaction to Elisha, what happens in verse 17, 2 Kings 4, the woman conceived and gave birth to a son at the same time the following year, just as Elisha had promised her. The promise came true. So default to hope. Don't default to despair. Default to hope. That's number one. Now number two, don't hesitate. When God speaks, when God says something's going to happen, when he tells you to do something, don't hesitate. Because you see, sometimes we may even believe in hope. We might say, okay, yeah, maybe that thing will happen. Maybe there's a good chance I'll get that promotion or job or something will happen. But we enter this secondary state where we say, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. I'm not going to, you know, push it. I'll just kind of sit here and obviously God can do what he wants. So when he's ready to give it to me, then it'll come. But I want to encourage you, God rewards those who diligently seek him. If you have asked and waited and not seen your hope fulfilled, keep pursuing him. Keep after it. There may even be a chance that God wants you to do something to make that hope come to pass. There's a great quote from Dallas Willard, a great theologian. He says, grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. What does that mean? Grace and salvation, we can't earn it. But that doesn't mean it's opposed to effort. We can't earn it, but God still looks for our effort in it. So watch what happens. In 2 Kings 4, now verse 17, this is some years later. The child grew. One day went out to his father and the harvesters, and suddenly he complained to his father, my head, my head. And his father told his servant, carry him to his mother. So he picked him up, took him to his mother. The child sat on her lap until noon and then died. She went up, laid him on the bed, the man of God, the bed of the man of God, shut him in and left. Now, the Shunammite woman has a choice. She got her hopes up. The promise came to pass. She has a son, but now the son has died, and she has a choice. Does she default to hope, or will she say, well, that's how it goes? Watch what she does. Down in verse 22, she summoned her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys so I can hurry to the man of God and then come back. But her husband says, why go to him today? It's not a new moon or a Sabbath. She replied, everything's all right. Now, what just happened? The Shunammite woman says, our son is laying dead on the second floor. The man of God, the one who promised he would come, is the one who is responsible. I'm going to go to him because I have hope he can do something about what just happened. But when she goes to her husband, what does he say? Listen, I'm watching the game, okay? Let's just go tomorrow. Listen, let's not bother the man of God. And now, I could be wrong, but this might be the first record of sarcasm in the Bible. When her husband says, why go to him today? She says, yeah, okay, that's fine. Now, how many of you know when someone says they are fine, there's a 98.9% chance they are not fine? 
Their son is lying dead on the second floor of their house, and she says, okay, you stay here. But what does she do? She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, hurry, don't slow the pace for me until I tell you. You can stay here, you can wait, you can despair, and you can believe the worst is going to happen, but I'm going to hurry and go as fast as I can to the man of God because there's a promise that I believe is for me. If you are truly hoping for something, sometimes you have to chase it down. Maybe God is giving you the strength to pursue it rather than just hand it to you. Whether it's a child that's wandered away in your family, or you're in need of a better job or a higher position, maybe you're fighting an illness, don't despair, but also don't hesitate. Ask God what you should do and then go. Do it. Don't hesitate. Don't be like this meme that says procrastinators unite tomorrow. (laughs) Some of you get that on the way home, but it's all right. Now I want you to use this thought experiment. Look back at 2020. In hindsight, what would you have done differently? What would you wish the you on January 1, 2020 would have done so the present you would have reaped the benefits? Now, think about the you a year from now. January 1, 2022. What would that you would have loved for you now to start doing? Would you be happy that the you of now worked out five days a week all year? How would you a year from now feel if you had saved money diligently through 2021? What would your relationship with God be like in a year if you prayed every day throughout 2021? Whatever you want the 2022 you to be glad you did, have the present you, the one sitting here right now, start today. Start it right now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. I love how the Shunammite woman says, don't even slow down until we get there. You know, a lot of times, that's the hard part. A lot of times, we can start something, you know, gym on Monday, but you can't slow down once you start. You have to keep going. I'm reminded of the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, with Will Smith. The Pursuit of Happiness is the true story of the man called Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner was homeless, a single father, no job, but he believed he had hope that he could get a good job if someone just saw his skill, someone saw his ability. And I want to show you a clip from that movie because in this scene, Will Smith in the movie is not hesitating. He is every day, he's at a disadvantage. He has a son where he has to drop off at daycare first and so he's always late to work. And he has to pick up his son so he always has to leave work early. And he is at an unpaid internship and they are competing with who will get one position in the job. And so even with those deficits, he is doing everything he can not to hesitate and getting every opportunity. And so check out this clip from that movie. We're feeling really confident about that one. Walter Ribbon's office. Yes, hello. My name is Chris Gardner. I'm calling from Mr. Walter Ribbon. Concerning? Yes, ma'am. I'm calling from Dean Witter. Just a moment. Hello? Mr. Ribbon. Well, uh, hello, sir. My name's Chris Gardner. I'm calling from Dean Witter. Yeah, Chris. Uh, yes, Mr. Ribbon, I would love to have the opportunity to sit with you to discuss some of our products, and uh, I'm certain that I could be of some assistance to you. Can you be here in 20 minutes? Uh, uh, 20 minutes, absolutely. Just had someone cancel. Come now. I'll give you a few minutes before the 49ers. 
Monday Night Football, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye. I love that scene because Will Smith, A, didn't expect the CEO to get on the phone. Number two, let alone have an opportunity to sell to him. But as soon as the opportunity came, what did he say? I'll be there in 20 minutes. He probably ran literally towards that opportunity. And Chris Gardner in real life, the one who that movie is based on, went from being homeless to becoming a multi-millionaire with brokerage companies, with offices in New York, Chicago, and San Francisco. We need to default to hope and secondarily, don't hesitate. When God has told you to do something, he's given you an instruction, don't hesitate, run towards the goal. And number three, as we approach 2021, depend on God. Depend on God. You see, there's lots of things that we try to put our hope in or are pulled to put our hope in, but only God pulls through 100% of the time. God fulfills every promise. So we need to depend on God first and foremost in 2021. So what happens? The Shunammite woman placed her trust in God. She went to the man of God, wrote as hard as she could, and what happens? In verse 35, it says this, Elisha got up, went into the house with the son that had been deceased. He paced back and forth. He went up and bent down over him again. And then the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. The boy came back to life. Elisha called Gehazi the servant and said, call the Shunammite woman. He called her and she came. And then Elisha said, pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet and bowed to the ground. She picked up her son and left. What a beautiful ending to that story. The Shunammite woman who originally defaulted to cynicism and skepticism, then learning to hope, and once hope, not giving up that hope, but chasing after it, her son came back to her. And we have to put our trust and hope in God for this year because he will not disappoint. I love this verse from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Those who put their trust in the Lord. So as we begin this new year, it's easy to be apprehensive. Hindsight may be 2020, but it's unknown what's in the future. And that is why we need to regularly, daily even, ask the Lord for guidance and put our hope in Him. I want to tell you a brief story about Danielle Umstead. This is a picture of her. She competed in the 2014 Paralympic Games. She was an alpine skier. And in this event, you travel up to 70 miles an hour down the mountain skiing. But there's one thing about Danielle that's special. She's blind. She cannot see. How does she compete in an event like this? You see, her husband, Rob Umstead, skis just ahead of her. And as he skis, he has a microphone by his mouth talking to her headset in her helmet, constantly telling her, left turn, right turn, divot, watch this, watch for that, left, right. And she competed in the Apara Olympic Winter Games just like that, not being able to see, but listening to her husband's voice every moment on where to turn. What a picture of what it would look like to truly trust in God. We don't know what this year brings. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But if we listen and trust in God and ask him every day, what would you have me do 
now, today, this week, this month. He will guide us every step of the way. Listen for the still, small voice of God, and you'll hear him turn left, turn right. Pray for this. Pray for this person. Invite this person over. Give this person a call. Encourage this person. Seek my face. Worship me. And he will give you hope for 2021. Amen. So, as we land the plane, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes, I'm going to ask this first question. If you're a little apprehensive about 2021, maybe there's things that you know are coming and you're a little worried about it, or you're just apprehensive in general, not knowing what to expect. I want to pray over you. Would you raise your hand if that's you? Say, I'm just a little apprehensive. I don't know what to expect. There's challenges I know are coming. I'm worried about the challenges I don't know are coming. At our campuses and online, wherever you are, just raise your hand. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Not once do you ever tell us to have worry or anxiety. And God, it's tough because we don't see. We don't know what's ahead. But Father, we place our trust in you. Help us every day, Father, to hear your voice and to feel your presence. I pray everyone with their hands raised, when they get up in the morning, they feel your presence. When they come across a difficult decision, that they hear your voice. And that you give us peace, even in the midst of anything that might happen this year. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And now, one other prayer. And this is for you, if you have not given your life to Christ. If you're saying, I want that relationship with God. I want to know him. I want to hear his voice. I want to give my life to him so he can guide me every step of the way. We're going to pray a simple prayer. We're all going to repeat it together so you're not alone. But if that's you saying, I want to give my life to Christ right now, I want you to pray this too. Now, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes one more time. And if everyone at all of our campuses and online, repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. Forgive me my sins. Teach me to follow you. I place my hope in you. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's message. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash crossingchurch where you can watch all of our messages on demand and find videos for kids, youth, and young adults. Join us next weekend as our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, returns to continue our series, Hindsight. We can't wait to worship with you next weekend.